welcome to another episode of Hello from Bhutan. This month is Pride Month, and because it's Pride Month, not that I don't talk about it every other time I'm an ally, um, we want to focus on what it is to be a part of the rainbow. So with me, I have today... Um, my name is Ugin Yangjin. I identify myself she. My name is Tashi Setin. Uh, I'm genderqueer. Prefer pronouns are he, she, uh, but I don't mind too. So he, she is fine. My name is Pehodoji, and I also do identify myself as a genderqueer. And in terms of pronouns, I actually don't mind I mean, what the people refer to me as. Sometimes I'm referred to as he, him. Sometimes people mistake me for girls, he, she. Or other times they just refer to me, they, them. So for me, I think the gender pronoun is not a very important thing for me. So I usually don't mind how the people um, address me. Oh, and uh, Tashi and Tama have been in a relationship for a very long time. Ugin is a trans woman. She is among the only five trans women to be identified as female in their citizenship identity card. So Ugin, what was this experience for you? Did you want to apply to have your sex changed in the ID card? Or did you have friends felt that you wanted to do it together? Yes, thank you, ma'am. I didn't find the to I did the first day that I traveled to the world. I did the so for you, the experience was quite painless in my mind. When did you start feeling uncomfortable that you know Trigi ID card the chora how you are as a person you felt like an so so image that made you kakadose? When did you start experiencing it? ตลาดนั้นเลยจําจริงอ่ะพาสตัพมีเดชชื่อนี่ตะนี้กิตาบุงกิซูฮาริบุงกิโคลาเกนันเปเวตะลุติไอเดกัตเตมตะบุสกิ
the movement, if you can call it in Bhutan, where he writes all the reports, attends all these meetings, makes a lot of the presentations. We will come to the more vocal part of the movement, Pema, in a bit. But Tashiya, tell us, I mean, we know that the Citizenship Identity Card is a huge milestone, right? What are the milestones when you look back? Not much of my stories, I guess. Uh, yeah, having identity cards for the transgender women and hearing stories from people where they take their own personal initiative, they approach the cops, go to a census department, and they take their own personal initiative, which is a very uh, great thing. And I agree with what you say. So we assume that our country is transphobic, homophobic, but it's not really the case. If you look at the system as a whole, not as a society, of course, prejudice and stigma is often there. It's a <laughs> daily thing that we deal with and <laughs> we have to deal with it. Generally, if I look back, we started way back in 2015, late December and more or less early 2016. So when we started, I also started with the assumption that everyone was homophobic. Most of them were transphobic. And that was an assumption that I had. And it was wrong to say so because people were approachable, especially people in position, people in power. And uh, we are here right now talking about this uh, repeal of Sotomi law in National Assembly, National Council. Within, uh, I'll say, four or five years' time, India took two decades to uh, decriminalize uh, consensual oh, same sex. Right. And Taiwan, they took four, 40 years to just have marriage equality. And we did it in five years. And I see that as a major milestone for us. And um, personally, as a gay man myself, I don't really feel stigmatized and discriminated, often because I feel that I'm empowered enough to stand up for myself. But uh, our situations, uh, an individual situation will never be the same. So that's why we work to create advocacy and awareness. I think being visible, the LGBTI community being visible is the major milestone we have, which uh, also means that we are here to tell people that we exist and we matter. I mean, it was at this time last year that we were in <coughs> Parliament. Yeah. Because the finance minister stood up and he was saying, let's repeal these outdated laws, sections 213 and 214. And then we went to parliament and I remember Pema getting so emotional. And then to have the support of the CSOs, right? Like it was like a lobby group that was seated yeah. in the wings of the gallery. <laughs> let's talk about that, Pema. Let's, let's remember this experience again and how we felt that day and what it means. For me, I think um, the repeal of this um, session came out of nowhere. I mean, like, there was already being discussion and everything was set, I think, like, in there, the uh, section 2 and 13 and 14 were, like, not for, I think, like, um, discussion I think, during the National Assembly, but we has already given up and, like, we are, like, trying to focus on other things and suddenly a bombshell was dropped where Lepunam our finance minister, he actually went to the, um, appeal the National Assembly to, um, look into the section 2, 13, 14 as well and he personally took the initiative. And we also, um, from, um, we also consider him to be our biggest ally as well. I mean, so it came out of nowhere. So at first it was like a very pleasant, um, surprise. And after that, I mean, like it was being discussed for a very, very first time. The session was discussed in relation to the LGBT community for a very first time in uh, our national assembly. So our hopes were like not <laughs> really, um, we are not expecting, a, um, the positive, um, result outcome. because mm-hmm. outcome out of it. So. So our expectations were very low. I mean, like when, when we were there and the, when the session discussion was going on, I couldn't hear anything, what, whatever they were saying, because uh, I felt very nervous that time. So I couldn't hear what they were saying. The only time when I actually raised my eyes up and see was actually to see when they were doing the actual voting. And the moment I see the majority of hair in the air in favor of repeating the session, suddenly <laughs> I lost all, all my cool and like I started to sob. 
uncomfortably in front of everyone <laughs> because it, it was a very overwhelming, I mean, um, moment for, especially for all the LGBT community, but it was an overwhelming moment for me as well. I mean, like, that we didn't expect it, such a positive outcome in our very short um, work that, as Tashi mentioned, it was only four to five years that we have been working in such a positive outcome. And to see actually our policymaker acknowledging on a very public forum, which was being broadcasted live on national television to all the um, population of Bhutan, acknowledging the presence of LGBT community and also telling um, that something needs to be done for this community as well. So we feel that we were acknowledged and we feel that like we are included in as well. Mm. Also, another thing was, I was also surprised by the intelligence of the discussions. For instance, just three, four years ago, it was very different. It's about, oh, you know, what are you doing with the other person, right? Like very physical. <laughs> I mean, of course, we had a hiccup at the National Council after the National Assembly said that, okay, they were going to decriminalize homosexuality in Bhutan. So we had that. But then we also understood later on from the National Council that it was not their intent to keep the law in place or to criminalize homosexuality. But I think for all of us, we managed to understand from the experience last year and the support, the massive support that came towards the community that things are changing in Bhutan. Yeah, I think we are in a better place. I think in the whole of the Asian region where people get criminalized. Um, I remember hearing a story a few days back that one of the transgender women was stoned to death in Indonesia. Uh, a lot of issues happening uh, around the region, but we are in a very total safe space right now. Uh, particularly, if I remember last year after the whole discussion came forth, I started actually receiving a lot of emails from our international friends. So they actually wanted to do uh, online pride, online protests, online petitions to get in more support from the country. So which uh, which was overwhelming for me some, and I told my friends uh, because this was something which was happening for the very first time and I didn't have any ideas on how to move forward. But then again, I uh, we realized that this is our movement and this is our chance to own this initiative. So that's where we... Uh, told our friends that we are managing it right now and we are doing good so let us take our own step if you need help then we will uh, definitely approach you and that's what we actually did even in national council when we had that hiccup <laughs> i actually got uh, some uh, i actually got a, uh, got an email where it says let's do an online petition global petition mm. they said they have a lot of resources they can bring in millions of uh, petitioners signatures, yeah, yeah signatures of course that was uh, a major hiccup for us because that was something unexpected after the National Council. We expected <laughs> similar, yeah, a similar outcome, but then it got a little complicated when it got there, right? Yeah, but uh, we still didn't go forward with the uh, international petition. That's where you actually started a petition, which worked <laughs> wonderful actually. I never expected that we would get, and people were actually talking about it. People were actually writing their writing to their own constituency members. People, yeah. I remember one of uh, one of gay men, Paro, he wrote a petition to his NC. He That's said that great. if uh, they remove the, if they revoke the session, he will actually come in person to thank him that he will no longer be afraid to show his identity. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of stick at uh, individuals. But I also remember getting a call from the National Council chairperson where he said this is a process of the law and they do not intend to criminalize. Mm. And that's how it, their, uh, their system actually works. And it's a process and this is not the end. We can always continue the debate and we are still doing that. Mm. I think we have a lot of hopes from <laughs> our legislatures. <laughs> if not, <laughs> then we make noise. And then we, we, we should be hurt, right? 
for people who like look at Dashi and Pema, like they look like a hetero person, even if they may not identify in that manner, right? But the Chagi Tao Tao women is like trans men and trans women, then you but even you get discriminated against, right? Pema, you've had instances where you feel like you wanted to defend Ugen. Do you think that Chad trans the outreach since you work with Paksam? So over the years now, it's been many years that you've worked, right, in the community, then dealing with people there. The trans community get on the change perceptions put in The trans men give you the compared to Nima the Chad as the Still, the family is graduate, and family ตัวเลยอาจจะเมคอัพดันเซเปมาซูอันดึงสกังเกลเทเมบะเดตันเบดอลคงกิไอดีไฟเดอนาชิบิชุนินะตันลุมามดิดิสคริมิเนตชินเ
that they identify with, not the gender that was assigned to them at birth. So their struggle starts from that only because the moment, I mean, you can't just transition and stay at home. You have to go out, you have to work, you have to make a living. So you have to venture into public. So it's during that time when people stare at them, some people make fun. Well, whenever I go to town with Ugin, I also see some people, I mean, like, they are usually walking in the street and suddenly, I mean, like, I have no idea. They become so mesmerized the moment we pass through and they even forget whatever they're holding and they just keep on staring at her. Is there a certain type of person who does that? Like an age uh, group or like <laughs> men or women? Who is it who's doing the most staring? It's almost all of them, I mean. Honestly, I mean, children, I mean, like, children can be the meanest, I mean, because children <laughs> doesn't have filter. They still don't have the idea of what's wrong and right right now. So they casually call her go and and um, sometimes their behavior is also encouraged by the elder that's accompanying them. Mm. I think they're staring at her. Their, I think, like, form of um, teasing is, like, it's, it's very mild compared to that. And, like, they, they talk among themselves and say that. I'm very lamjomidi. I'm seeing that. And they said, that, that other lady, she was accompanying her. So they just laugh. So this kind of behavior is encouraged by the adult themselves. I think they think that, like, in order to pass a judgment, or in order to um, bully or tease someone, it's a very normal thing just because they are different or they think that they are different than them. So, of course, I've seen them quite a lot. I mean, like, and um, forget about Ugen. Ugen um, is someone who considers herself empowered. So, I also see that she's very empowered. She, she can, like, freely venture to public spaces. And she, most of the time, she do ignore people's so-called perception and resulting behavior mm-hmm. and she she becomes a bigger person and just walk away from the situation but there are other community members who uh, didn't have pleasant experience while venturing out um, into the public spaces and um, in result of that is like they started to uh, heavily depending on alcohol mm-hmm. and other substance and um, they personally make a statement that we always ask them especially the trust community why do you drink and why do you always drink? I mean, like, it's even daytime. They said that um, in order to venture into public space, that's not an easy thing. I mean, like, and with the help of alcohol, we do get the little courage. And um, because of that, I think, like, we always resort to alcohol and in, uh, to venture into public spaces. So we do have that. I mean, um, every, I think, like, action has its own um, reactions. And that is the impact of, I think, like, such kind of um, incidents in their life. I mean, like, they completely lose their self-confidence. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. And they resort to alcohol and substance. Mm-hmm. And then we see cases of uh, alcoholism. Again, I admire the person that you are right now, that you're so calm and you're so composed. And like Pema was saying that, um, you manage to take things in your stride, remember that Jimmy, like you're not abusing alcohol, you're not abusing drugs. So how did you manage to be like this? To what is it tricky? Did you work on yourself mentally? Did you have like a good support system, or how did you manage to not become victimized by your own experience and that you you're so confident? school class <laughs> And then the family gets me, Charutsu gets me. Even school did then, the life that never did, never miss her, the Chungujin and Shuajin. Then I schooled it there, did a Nogogin, uncomfortable miller, then Tamina, and then I can do Shervinia Kungi, Kachia Miguel at the answer me easy. Even Annie with David in a two thousand twelve, not everything I opened with him, baby shield, the other thing I touch it under the thing I call it beer dealer, drugs they use be, Kajapil, smoke, Kajapil. The other thing, the cheating, 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 the cheating
Pidgey then to be on Lishan Salden. I think she was a pioneer that actually came out way back and when you were in school. I think no, that- isn't it amazing that everywhere in the world, right, the LGBTIQ movement has actually begun by trans women. Yes. Right? Even in Bhutan, it's Lishan Salden, right? <clears throat> yeah. So, so we have to give her the credit where it's due. I mean, like, it's because of her. We are here today, I think, because of her. So um, she do deserve that credit. So, But also the trans women were adversely affected by the pandemic. Tell us a little bit about it. So um, in terms of transgender women, I mean, like most of them, I think like almost all of them are associated with entertainment industries one way or another. I mean, some perform at clubs, some in Ryan's. And um, since the pandemic, I think like all the um, entertainment venues has been closed as of now. I mean, like it has been almost two or three months since that. And the livelihood was gone. <laughs> so because of that, I think like um, all of the transgender women livelihood got affected. Not only transgender women, but the other spectrum of the community did also get um, hit by this pandemic. But major impact was on the transgender women community. So because of that, I think like almost all of them as uh, uh, it's unemployed right now. But thanks to His Majesty's kiddo, I mean, some of them are receiving kiddos. While other had a little bit of problem where like the name um, they identify, uh, the name they have given to themselves, oh, legal identification issues. and the legal identity card, something else. So as a mismatch thing, so they had some trouble. I think like any kiddo, any availability, any. But I think last time we checked that that issues has been finally solved, and from this one onwards, I think they will receive. The really fun as well. That's all fantastic, right? Like, we don't have that happening anywhere else in the world except in Bhutan. And this, again, rounds up how we may, people outside may think we are extremely phobic, mm-hmm. like homophobic, transphobic, but even if it may not be written in black and white, like, people are willing to bend the rules, right? Mm-hmm. To recognize yes, um, who you are in Nepal as a person, how you express yourself. Okay, let's think about the future now. What do you desire? Seeing what kind of changes? How do you want your life to be like in an ideal situation? Maybe we'll start with Tashi, we'll come to Ugen, then we'll finish with Pema. You get the last word, the final say. <laughs> I'm not really sure what an ideal situation would look like, though. Uh, I'm actually uh, comfortable uh, the way I, I am right now, the way the life I have, the fa- acceptance of family. Uh, I have a boyfriend right now, I have good friends, good relations right now. Um, Maybe we are keep uh, just keep continue. I hope that this continues for a longer time. Downline, I may have something else, but for now, yeah. Um, I partially agree with Tashi. I mean, like whatever he said, but I also, um, I also want the legal recognition of the unity that we have together. I mean, so it's not like I mean other relationship. Whatever we share between us is also love. I mean, love for each other care for each other. Often we do quarrel a lot, I mean. Who doesn't, right? <laughs> In all relationships, yeah. But um, we don't have that. Um, we do acknowledge, our friends, our family do acknowledge that there's a bond between us, but that the bond is not um, legally recognized or protected. So I do feel that sometimes I think that's important as well. I mean, because like every heterosexual relationship, we also, I think, like share the same bond. I mean, so... If their bond can be termed as marriage, then why is my the relationship shape between us not be called as marriage as well? I mean, but it becomes <coughs> become very tricky because socially, I think like we are like a married person because we have been staying together for past four family. plus years. Yeah. The family do know about us. I think they certainly acknowledge it. They don't go out and acknowledge it as much as much. But we um still it's like it's um. Legally, we're just living two individuals that's living together. So, 
sometimes I do feel that we also do that, do need that um, marriage equality as well. I mean, like marriage is not between two. I think we always assume that marriage is something between two heterosexual persons, and people are going to so so much various lengths to prove that marriage should be between two heterosexual persons. But I don't think that they are defeating the whole purpose of marriage and mm-hmm. them, uh, itself because marriage for us is a security. I mean, like Tashi always tells that when mm-hmm. if he is gone, I think. I should be taken care of, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, this is what you ask of in marriage. And I mean, like, uh, marriage equality is something that's somewhere down the line. I mean, like, we have already started the journey. We are almost halfway. And our end destination should be marriage equality. But there's a long, long, long way to go there. And so much work needs to be done as well. I mean, like, and for uh, my ultimate, I think, like, ideal situation will be um, where, like, I could literally um, um, go out and not feel like a second-class citizen where people stare at me. Whenever I enter the shop, the, the sale girls are busy um, giggling behind the shelf or behind the counter. So that doesn't happen to a uh, person who ventures out, a normal person who ventures out. I mean. So it is happening to us. So that shows that inequality that we are still facing right now. So I want this kind of situation to go away where I don't, don't have to think Twice before stepping out of house, I mean, like, what my people might say, please don't react, don't create scene or something mm. like that. Where Tashi and my bond and various other people for a relationship, like, bond is also recognized by legally by the government. So we do also have, I'll call it a privilege to travel abroad. Together. To, uh, together, study, enjoy the benefits that marriage has to provide, I mean. So that would be my ideal situation. Completely yeah. valid. That was one of the points that uh, issues that we fought on actually though. <laughs> oh, what, what was why? Why did uh, you fight? Yeah, we fought because I said uh, I want to get married. That's and uh, I want to have equal marriage timeline. He said no. Believe in the institution of marriage. I want to show the world that we are together and I, I I'm owned or you're owned by me. Mm-hmm. But then I, I told him that it's not about uh, getting a paper signed by the court and having recognition, recognition of your. It's yeah. about social security and protection. Uh, right now, uh, we are together, uh, we are doing well right now for now. But if something happens down the line to one of us, then our future has to be secured. And that is what actually love is. And marriage actually secures that legal recognition of marriage. Yeah. It actually, the government actually ensures that uh, when something happens to the other person, someone is protected. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are trying to ensure. And maybe yeah, that's what, that would be an ideal situation where we would get ma- uh, married and we would get equal protection the law has to law has to provide the thing a transmits in a resim guys she need it and a future give it uh nagin do yeah jumi a future not bits of a chin upcoming transmits the con more the same she machua the concord same thing to be shah shata matsum special tattoo then I can encourage people consider lishing nagativity so now I have the contra me don't have lishing zanamdi and the future again from so many children I beat to Tricky be aspirations not so many but I would call it a very um, it's something you want to do or good you want to do for your community but what about like a personal aspiration do you want to fall in love do you want to settle down experience even for the Nava Alui Ninja Bimsu I love. They I see really need to be on the 